All right, we got another three minutes. I'm going to definitely grab a mistake. Well, I have facade. Mine right now is a one of 40, and someone just bought it for 5K. The lowest you can get it right now is 10. Really? That's the floor of my piece, and it's one of 40. Huh. Yeah, the one of fives had a 12K resale today. I was pumped. A T minus two. Are you interested in any of this other stuff? I like that he has the physical things with the cans, but two grand fucking. It's cool, but no. Yeah, it's steep, but I don't want it. This was affordable, but the Knox doesn't really get me going. He didn't speak to me. So no. I only have so much money to spend, all right? A4U literally spoke to us. Yeah, dude. Coolest guy ever. Great interview, by the way. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. His hands are ice cubes right now. 45 seconds. That's all we have left? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to put in a bit on dishonest as well. Got a, a notification for the Open Sea team saying Sean Mendez dropped tomorrow. Ugh, dude. <laughs> Gross. Don't care. Ugh. <laughs> all right. Right now. Here we go. Low mints, low mints, low mints. No bots, no bots. I got two mad dogs in the house right now. We're buying. <laughs> got two mad dogs in the house right now. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Here we go, here we go. Oh, no, that's the wrong card. And I just withdrew my account. Nice. I overdrew my account. My screen won't load. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ooh, I really wish I would have changed the card that I bought that with. Nope. Holy shit. I'm a mistake owner. I've Same. made plenty. I, I, I made have a to own this. Dude, <laughs> I made a mistake just now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> Dude, I've been overdrafting, too. I get paid tonight at midnight. Oh, you meant to put that on your credit card. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I bought on my debit card. I just... Homeboy just cleared 400000 Let's go. I don't know. I'm just so pumped. I even acknowledge that my estimation for these were high. Obviously lower than yours, but I, I honestly do think there is, like, a fatigue from last night with Trevor's Bitcoin angel and everyone legitimately spazzing for him. Because right, so this is good. Do. It contracted a little bit. No one has capital anymore to purchase. Well, they saw, like, think of, like, a novice who, and we're not much more than novice, but someone that jumps in and is like, all right, I'm going to buy this with the intent of either reselling, which you did and made decent money on, or, like, trying to win this giveaway or whatever it is, and you can buy one under face value. Can you? I think so. I thought they were nine ninety nine last time I saw, which, I mean, I they, still don't, think, they don't break even. Like, I still think, yeah, that's how I kind of compute it. Right. It's like you're not breaking even after fucking gas <laughs> Gas fees. What's the final numbers? 191 for mistake and 249 for vulnerable. God damn, I wish we could have had some even numbers. That would have been sick. It is technically an even number if you add them together. Yes. Dude, I'm so pumped. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, we're, there's more. Dude, he just cleared 530 Gs. <laughs> On opens. Open editions. Now let's look down here. Slime! Already at 15! Slime with the 15K! Let's, oh, yes! Let's go. Oh, my God. That's such a G move to be able to fucking bid. Mad dog K. right under. The homies. That's fucking awesome. What's up, y'all? What's good, dude? Are you chilling in like a log cabin in like Canada or something? No, it's not a log cabin per se. It's an old pottery studio on a river. I'm like 20 minutes from like the closest like corner gas station and then like 40 minutes from the city. That's so pretty like out there, you know? Yeah, it has that vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. And the city's like Thunder Bay, so it's not anything too crazy. So really out here. Yeah. Dude, welcome. Is it <laughs> is it is it Mad Dog or is it Micah? Uh well Misha, technically. Misha. So it's definitely not Micah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, honestly, before all this like NFT clubhouse stuff started going on, I kind of hated when people called me Mad Dog. But like Clubhouse has like got me so much more used to it now. So like honestly, like Misha or Mad Dog, like e either way, I I'm totally fine with it.
Nice. Yeah, it's like weird. Mike, I feel like I call you slime all the time. Like, what yeah, do you like? Yeah, no, I was gonna say, like, <laughs> ever since Clubhouse, everyone just calls me slime now. So, I guess that's basically just gonna have to accept it, and that's my name. <laughs> I yeah. like it. Yeah, we're we're witnessing the acceptance. Um. So, so you guys, Tyler and and who? Which Larry. Who's which? I'm Tyler. You're Tyler, and you're yep. Larry. Okay. Larry to the right. So when I started getting involved in the space back in August, um. Larry got pretty much just involved as I did and started collecting like big time and shit. He bought a bunch of my stuff. He buys a bunch of stuff on, on nifty and on super rare. And then recently Tyler got involved and, you know, like we we've all grown up together. We've all been friends for a long ass time. So it's like, now we're kind of just chilling and just watching what's going on. Like, obviously I'm an artist, but at the same time, I like to just, you know, just be involved in the space and we're just trying to interview different artists and just talk about NFTs and stuff. So this is like a super informal type oh, of uh, meeting. When I think Slime Sunday, I do not think like formal podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's fucking, there's yeah, there's no structure to this at all. We just fucking wing it. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Are, yeah. you, are you guys all Bostonians or what? I grew up in South Carolina, but I moved up here like uh, eight years ago. So I kind of just fell in with this crowd and been great. Uh, my wife went to high school with these guys. So that's kind of how I got brought in here. Yeah, we adopted them. Yeah. Adopted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then me and Larry went to elementary school together, which is fucking yep. crazy. Thorpe Circle. Uh, Shout out. Throwing it back. Did you just come from a clubhouse? Were you on with Alexi in that group before his drop? Yeah, I, I actually, I ran that, I ran that lost Alexi clubhouse there. Nice. Um, so I was the uh, top left as the clubhouse kids say, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like doing the moderation. Somebody was saying like, people can get paid for that. I was like, Hey, maybe that's a new job, a little side gig. Yep. Host your clubhouse. Yeah, do you, you never know. Do you feel like you have to have like a set of questions before getting in there, or do you just kind no, of? I'm like you, man. Just vibe, just go with it. I'm not a yeah. like. I guess if I didn't know the person, I would. I guess do a little bit of research. I suppose. Like I know Euphoria, so like I know what to ask. But like, I, yeah, I guess like you want to know who you're interviewing. I'm not like a pre-question kind of person. I'm just a, a vibe and talker, you know, and hope for the best. Yeah, same here, dude. That drive was pretty sweet. We were watching it. Were you guys live or did you guys finish the room? Uh, no, we actually finished the clubhouse at like 6.15. We gave him, he wanted it, He wanted a bunch of time to kind of just like cool down with his family before it. But then me, me, Fuckrender and Victor were FaceTiming with him right after the drop. Me, Victor, Fuckrender and Euphoria are all like really tight. Like we've been like buddies on, on Instagram for, for a long time. Yeah. So you're like, you're like his uncle. I'll take well, it. Me, me and Fuckrender are the dads and Victor and... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where are the children this is a little diablo are you still like vibing and like just coming off of that last drop you just had or i'm starting to normalize a little bit but like understanding like that much wealth is like really it, it breaks my brain i still don't really get it um but yeah i've come back down to earth i feel like my regular self again for the most part so that's nice a little bit insane for a few days there and now it's kind of just like just trying to manage my time and my bandwidth because like you know not even people like doing it in a rude or shitty way but just kind of like everybody's reaching out you know it's just like it's just a bit overwhelming and yeah. it's cool and I'm, I'm like grateful for it all and like it's like you know i have i have a lot of friends and i maintain a lot of relationships so it's a lot of like okay talking to this person and talking to that person and like i'm trying to like take the time to make a lot of art too we've gone back for you know like since you were fucking had like what like five thousand instagram followers or some shit like that 
We've talked about this a few times. And I, I remember it being less followers, but I think Aphoria <laughs> remembers it being around like two or 3,000. And it might you know, have been, he seems like the smartest one of us all. So I think it was somewhere around that. But pretty much like when I started my Instagram account, I would just go onto Slime Sunday's page and leave like dumbass weird comments on his <laughs> photos. And, and I was like, maybe he'll like pay attention to me. Because at that point, you had a couple hundred thousand followers or like a hundred thousand. I don't remember exactly how many, but you had like a, like a, a strong page and I'd been a fan since even before I started the mad dog account. So like, I would just go there and just try to be goofy and try to get your attention. And like, That's lo hilarious. and behold, it worked. Slime. Do you see that? Holy you know shit. Time? When's that from? Uh, July 27th, 2017. <laughs> so I would have been on Instagram for 27 days at that point. Cause I started my, I started my account. I had like not many followers at this point. And I just started and I wrote, have you seen my kaleidoscope question mark? And then you wrote, no, but I really dig your art. Just gave you a follow. And I wrote, Ooh, thanks. Being a fan of yours for a long time. Holler at me. If you scope my scope. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? Like I was just into just saying weird shit. Dude, like, Dude, I, I, at one point, I remember, like, you had, you would just get, like, the most liked comments on everybody's fucking page. Like, that was your thing for a while, just going around saying yeah. funny shit. And it would get all the, way, that's back when, like, Instagram would show, like, the top comments, and yours would always be yeah. at the top, because you said something ridiculous, and, like, well, dude. That's the thing, people, people don't think about Instagram commenting as a, as a, as a growth strategy, but, like, you can absolutely do that. And like, and like, and people are like, well, you got to comment more. It's like, it's not that you need to comment more. You need to be more interesting. Like, say <laughs> fucking weird shit. And like, I have so many people comments. I've gotten so many followers from leaving people comments and just like typing like the dumbest, weirdest shit. And people like fucking love weird shit over in people land. Yeah. So it, it's oh like, yeah. It's really dude, that's like, you're yeah. thinking outside of the box there. Like I, my yeah. growth strategy was always hashtagging. Yours was fucking commenting like weird, funny shit fucking genius well, i did hashtag too but you know but yeah yeah but if you're like the most liked comment on like a big page it's people are definitely clicking on your name you know i think how it went is i think you shared a piece of my artwork in your story then euphoria saw it and then he shared my stuff and then i remember like being all excited because i got like a hundred new followers from you guys sharing and that was like so significant it still is like 100 followers is great i just remember like so that's how i became friends with alexi you know, the, the path into like making friends with like Victor and fuck render and, and like all you guys. So I remember when I first saw your shit and you like, I just immediately knew like how talented you were. I was like, holy shit. Cause people like tag them, you know, like flex their shit in my, in my feed all the time or they were, I mean, Instagram's died down quite a bit since, since back then, but yeah, people would throw shit in my comments all the time. I'd always look at it. And most of the time it was shit. But then I saw yours and I was like, holy fuck, like this kid knows what the fuck he's doing. Like this kid needs to have like more followers than me. Like, let's get this kid pumping. So I just started throwing your shit up constantly because obviously I loved it. And yeah, you can just tell, man, like, were you doing art before that or, or no? Well, I've done visual art like my whole life for sure. Like on, on, on some level of visual art, like I, as a kid, I just like, you know, like draw comic book characters and like Spider-Man and like image comics I was really into like spawn and like the max and like all that kind of shit. So 
just growing up as a kid, I was always drawing and doing weird shit like that, like kind of skateboard culture, I guess, too. Then in my teenage years, I kind of got into graffiti. So I was doing stuff with cans and that was good. But then I just like, I wasn't cut out for like the, like the, the like running away from the cops life. I just, I didn't <laughs> have it in me. I was just, I was like too nervous and like the stress would just get to me. Like I had friends who were like putting stuff up on trains and I was just like, nah, nah, I just, I just couldn't do it. I just, I just, whatever, like my, like, whatever, just, it's just like not my personality to like, I'm, I'm more, I need to create art like while I'm super baked and calm, not while I'm super baked and paranoid, you know? So, I still would do like a lot of like kind of like abstract graffiti, like notebook drawings and pencil crayon and marker illustrations and stuff like that. And then parallel to all that, I got really into like turntablism and DJing. So I was like, like full on into like scratch DJing, all that kind of shit. So yes, yeah, so I got into like hip hop DJing for like local, local hip hop bands. And then that kind of popped off where I had a band and we got signed in Toronto. So I moved, moved to the big city kind of thing. And then kind of had a whole music career with, um, with some buddies down there. You guys were super successful, right? Yeah. Like, like, not like, like mega star successful, but we had a gold record in the U S like, I think we had a song that has over a hundred million streams, quadruple platinum in Canada, gold records in Canada, all that. We did like touring all over the States and yeah, it was really fun. Then kind of like after we did our big tours, we kind of like just like took a little bit of a breather in 2017. Then I was like, you know what? I'm going to start just doing some like Instagram visual art stuff. Eventually that just kind of like took over. And so I kind of like started focusing less on the music and more on the. For more sure. The and you're, stuff. and you're referring to uh, Coleman Hell, right? Coleman Hell and Latch. Uh, nice. Those are the two. Hell yeah, dude. Latch did the, all the music on my last job. He did all the sound and the beats so if you listen to those he's he's a genius man he's he's one of those those music guys that you're just like oh yeah he's he's crazy latch latch really like knocked him out of the park for that and uh yeah and coleman's a crazy songwriter and like you know we did all kinds of cool stuff together and um another guy that i work with a bunch is uh, sean vincent DePaul. he's a he's a rapper and uh he's a really crazy artist so how did the dead mouse collab come to be i made a piece of art for her and she was like hey I also run Dead Mouse's merch. Would you be interested in doing some merch for Dead Mouse? Well, yeah, sure. Because I I, <laughs> I I haven't done a lot of merch, but I really like making merch. So I did a run of Dead Mouse merch, and we made a like a specific like one of one artwork for him. So then we kind of I kind of had this one piece of of art that we did as a one hundred piece print run, and I kind of like had this piece of artwork, and I was like, well, like we got this artwork. And after my first NFT drop, I was like, yo, man, like we should drop this as an NFT. Deadmau5, like clearly he's in the space and he's like a savvy guy. And he's like, yeah, like, let's do it. So I went and made a winter version of that piece, animated it. And I made two new pieces that are Lotus Train and Dead Ramen. And those pieces just like blew up. It, it's amazing. So Joel provided the audio and all that. And um, yeah, it was really fun getting to work. With it was like, it was like perfect timing in like, the momentum just kept picking up right to your drop too. All that stuff is just, it's just so awesome from like, just like something that you want and then seeing it, you know, just appreciate so quick. It's like, that's exactly what this is well, for. Yeah, like, for stuff like that to get recognized. It's so crazy. Like the, the, like, not to just like bang on numbers, but like, it's really staggering and interesting. Like 
those Lotus trains, we sold those for 700 bucks and those are trading for like 12 to 15,000 now. Yeah. And the dead Romans were 2,500 and those are going for 25,000. Yeah. And like, where else can you invest like that? Like <laughs> to nowhere. And what's cool is like, I'm not making money for like white collar investor guys. Like maybe <laughs> some, sure. Some of them probably are to be totally fair. But like a lot of these people are just like art nerds and like crypto nerds who are just like, Hey, like, let's just like buy some art and like a couple of regular like, guys <laughs> who like jump on the train. And it's just like, it's so cool. Like there's one guy, he bought one of my original drop pieces, the $1 pieces. He got it on the secondary market for 350 and it's one of 100 and he just sold it for 48 grand yesterday. Yeah. Oh my gosh. God. Like, yep. Could have been you, Larry. Like, Could have been me. Could have been me. I had. So this is what I did. I bought Ideas of the Currency for $7.99 somewhere before, like right before maybe the, your, your solo was announced. I packaged it in a trade with, and I actually got one of Aphoria's one of fives of the facade. Yeah, it's a good buy though. That's good though. That's still good. I know. I know. I, trust me. I know. It's just that there, you can't. Someone told me the other day, they were like, it's like, you, you're paying your dues. I'm like, yeah, all right. I'm paying my dues. Like, that's good. <laughs> it's still, still made money, but you can't do this without like having regrets and fucking up. Like Alexi's dropped tonight. Yeah. Like mistake, bought it, bought a mistake. He bought it with the wrong account. He bought a mistake and made a mistake <laughs> <laughs> on Q. Uh, it's uh it's you bought it with the wrong account yeah so i uh i had just set my credit card up today because my paycheck doesn't hit until like midnight tonight so i didn't want to like overdraw my account and i did it anyways um <laughs> yeah, got the train yeah <laughs> paying my dues my overdraft yeah. dues yeah dude he also he also so tyler what did you sell last stand of the nation state at uh we don't have to bring this up on every episode <laughs> oh let's go let's go i want to hear it lost so, let's go i sold it for 69 dollars in november it was my first nifty and i didn't really know how it worked and it's my biggest regret to this day i mean uniswap i sold for three grand and that was far too early what are the nation of the states going for now slime 17 uh, open offer right now i think it's someone 17 thousand yeah, someone cool. Yeah, nobody's, yeah. nobody's selling it. Dude. They sold them for 20K. Yeah. It's fun though, man. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah, fun totally. about it for you guys. It's like, it's playing the game, you know? Yeah. And talking yeah. about it with our friends and stuff and making fun of each other for our mistakes. <laughs> now yeah. there's like communities well, on both sides and, like, and mesh well. When this last drop happened, is like 909 opens, of, dude. Um, which yeah. is like, which is like bananas and like a crazy ton of money for me and all, all that, all that noise. I was like, oh my god, this is so many additions. Like these are never going to appreciate. But like <laughs> it's already been a week. It's already been a week, and like they're already trading for like four and a half grand up from like two and a half grand. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. okay, we're moving. And like now, like Trevor Jones sells like four thousand additions. I'm like, nine hundred doesn't even seem that crazy. Yo, slime. <laughs> remember when you were like. Yo, I don't know if I fucked up by putting too many additions out there when it was like 300 and now it's oh, like, yeah, that's Uniswap, like 262. Yeah. I sold yeah. too many. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I sold too many, dude. That's why that's why I fucking put the price at 669 cuz back then like that was a high price for an open edition. Yeah, yeah. That was my and also the books like I was like, "Oh, 669 these books like I hope we sell like 100 cuz I don't want to have to be shipping out like fucking 300 books. No, he I buys like fucking 260 books. Now I got to ship out 260 books. It's like, Jesus. I think what, it was perfect. Well, it was way, way too modest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, we're going to sell. If 100. you drop that now, you'd sell a thousand editions. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't do that. I would not do that now because you couldn't do. There's that, no way I'm you. shipping that many books. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like a lot of work, man. But it's all worth it, dude. This space is nuts. Like, it kind of allows you to do things that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Like that book never would have happened because no chance I could have sold that quality through my Instagram account. You know, they took it down, so you took it. You took it out and <laughs> sold them for a shit ton of money. Yeah, that was awesome. Basically. Um, Piz, what are you trying to do with Maker's Place right now? Yeah, so I basically didn't set a reserve price. I just dropped something on Maker's Place and somehow it's getting bid up pretty pretty rapidly. So it kind of hit a reserve where I'm like, all right, this is good. So I want to set up like a custom timer. So it goes, you know, starts counting down for 24 hours from now. And there's, I guess there's a way to do it on Maker's Place. I don't know. Have you, have you looked into Makers or Super Rare? Or are you just going to stick with Nifty? Um... I, so I have an account on super rare, but I've never released anything on there. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I've been, I've been looking around like right now, I'm just, I'm really happy with my kind of like ecosystem I've got going on on Nifty right now. And Tommy's been treating me great. And like with just the amount of bandwidth I have, it's just kind of working out so far. I'm not limiting myself to anything, but like right now I'm just kind of happy just doing what I'm doing there. I think, I think it's really interesting. Like what is, what is the best move for artists? And I don't, I don't think there is an answer. There's not like a real, like right or wrong. Like, should you be on multiple platforms or not? I don't, I don't think collectors are going to care either way. There's something like, do you want to do like the, the Kobe Bryant and you're on the Lakers your whole career? Or do you want to do like the LeBron and like, they're both good options, you know? And like, maybe you're, maybe you're Tom Brady and you just switch it at the very end, you know? And, well, Bring home three more the way that I'm looking at it is like, <laughs> is like obviously Nifty's the leader, right? Like they're they're clearly the most the platform that all the artists want to get on, and and that's great. Like, but you can't have a Nifty drop every every single week, you know. Like, and then also like the other the other thing is like there's also these other platforms who are actively contributing to the space. So it's like I want to you know release my art on platforms where I see potential, like that, that they could grow or become the next big superpower in the space. You know, like I want to be able to distribute my artwork to help out these platforms as well, you know? And that, I, I don't know if that's what Beeple is thinking as well with his, like it's, I didn't expect him to shoot over to Makers all of a sudden and he did kind of out of the blue, which I thought was awesome. Like Makers hasn't been getting a lot of, uh, they haven't been getting what they've deserved recently. So I'm, I'm really happy for Makers that they got this people auction going. That's fucking awesome for them. For context, yeah, too, he, yeah. he, he, uh, he has a 12 a bid right now on, on Flowers for 12 ETH. So. Do I? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> when do you s- set the timer? Yeah. Uh, but dude, I don't think yeah. that's, I think you're probably smart for stand, if you're just going to stay on Nifty though, you know? You've already you've well, already shown that you can crush it there. So why not change a good thing? I, and the research. Yeah, you know, like I like how easy it is for me to comprehend. It's like I, it doesn't take as much of my personal bandwidth to stay on one platform. You know, like I don't have all these wallets open. I don't have all this stuff going on. I'm not like, like I don't even know the price of ETH. You know what I mean? Because it's not relevant to me because I'm just on Nifty. You know what I mean? And yep. I'm not really a like a crypto investor kind of person. I don't like investing is is a lot of your time and it's like a job. Like if you want to be an investor, you want to like follow trends, you want to put money here, you want to put money there. Like maybe I'm missing out on a bunch of crazy opportunities, but instead of putting my time into learning about investing, I'm just trying to just make more art and like honestly like 
the money, like I'm making more money than I, I could have ever dreamed. So like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. I don't respect that. Cool. That makes sense. But I love your art style, man. Like it's some of the coolest stuff that I've seen on Nifty. And I grew up like my, one of my favorite movies was Akira. And I think your stuff really like reminds me of that very detailed, like anime with like the neon glow, but also like sunset dripping colors on it. Like, it's just, it's very eye-catching. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Like, I, I think I'm not, I'm not alone in, in, in saying that that's like a, an extremely formative piece of art. I don't, I don't know that there is a more influential single piece of art that I can even think of than, than that movie for sure. And like, that's a pretty like normal take for our generation. Yeah. And there, there's so much that it does that is like just just so amazing that yeah that's that's definitely and like to say my stuff reminds you of that is like definitely a huge compliment so so thanks for that yeah and, I meant and it. The yeah thing, for sure like the thing that that movie does so well is like every frame is is composed and the colors and the framing make sense so it's like it's like things look good because it's a compositional masterpiece and it's a color masterpiece like everything is like locked in. And every single time, like you it's look smooth. in a room and like, yeah, the table, the table is like centered to the chairs, which is centered to the things. And like the angle that the motorcycle crashes through the window, it's not just like, Hey, do a room with a diner and a table and like, Oh yeah, just put that there and that'll be fine. It's like the way that the guy leans back when the motorcycle flies through is like balancing out the thing. And like every frame, like you can pause that movie at any moment and it's like a beautiful composition that kind of like attention to balance and image composition is is key like i always like to think of my art as like you could like you could like blur your eyes and like not know what's going on or you could like turn it into like a cubist block image or something and the composition would still be fire you know what i mean and, yes. And I think that's really important to me and i, I always color and composition always come first and then like, then I like mash my story into that. That's a really cool insight. So the color and composition comes first and then you kind of build around that. That's, that's awesome. Honestly, like everybody has a different approach to this. And like some people are more story-based and, and that's great to them. But for me, like the art is already dead if the composition and colors aren't there. Like a story is somewhat optional in art and it's great when you have it it's it's like it's a bonus but like you need the legs of like story and composition to walk not to be ableist about it but like you know what i mean like you need like you need those those i think those are the the, the real pillars that everything stands on and then story can kind of dance on top you know what i mean mm -hmm. but like you can't fuck around with color and composition you know people you can do black and white but that's a whole other story of like right yeah, i'm a big i'm a big fan of color as well and there's a reason why like me you and like fuck render and like victor like we all we all vibe with each other because we all kind of see this compositional like we all we all understand the like the balance that needs to be achieved like when you look at art online you're like like i'll just like i'll look at somebody's page and some people are like super talented but i'll see it and i'll be like they don't get it you know what i mean like yeah. instantly i'm like this like this person just doesn't they're like super talented, but they just don't get it. Like they're, they're missing the, like the compositional, like fortitude to like actually pull off. I think it's, it's kind of like a brain hack when you, when you do art, when you do color and composition, right? Like slime, your, your art does this like crazy, especially cause you use like super powerful imagery, but like 
you see it and you like, you're forced to stop. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't have, this isn't like a choice. Like, I'm not like, yeah, I kind of feel like pausing here. Like what's going on here. It's like, it, it hacks your brain and you see it and you're like, I need to look at this. It's kind of like a dance that you trying to just like, you slowly work that muscle and you figure out how to like hack the mind in a sense. 100%, yeah. I think that's, you know, especially coming from the social media background where, you know, instead of getting paid in, in cash, you're paid in likes. So it's over time, you have to figure out how to manipulate that system in a way that engages people to interact with your content, right? So it's like my, my art has changed so much over the years just based on like hacking the Instagram algorithm. I feel like since entering, <laughs> entering this space, it's like more, it's like almost like I have more freedom to kind of just do whatever I want, you know, and, and release like, do like SSX blouse stuff and which is a whole other side of my brain that I, that I don't use that much anymore, but I'm now getting to like reopen up and do all this weird animation shit. So it's crazy, man. Like I, I'm so grateful for, for this space and just, you know, allowing artists to do crazy things. What you said about color and composition is definitely what I see at the forefront of whenever I'm trying to create artwork. It's like always going back to colors, color schemes and palettes and textures. I fucking love textures. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. Some people yeah. just don't, don't get it. And it's interesting because texture is the one thing that I don't play with. Right? I know, dude. And so, cause like I'm flat, like I, I bear, like I'll throw in like some, I'll throw in gradients on, on shading sometimes. Um, but like, like by doing like a, like a black layer on top and then dropping down the opacity. Yeah. But like, I'm like, I'm like very like hard lines only and like zero texture. You know what looks so sick? Like, you know what looks sick in your artwork for texture? Just thinking about it is like, some type of like half tone or like so have you ever looked at screen tones so these were these are um, what they use in like in uh in like animes they use these things called screen tones and they use like these little dot textures that they use in like yeah. shadows and stuff and they look fucking sick on that type of artwork yeah yeah I, maybe i'll have to pick your brain about that sometime because I'm, I'm always down to like keep evolving my style like i'm 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 you know like you know it's like the self-taught thing like like I'll go on, like, I'm so fucking shit on so many softwares, but like, I'm using like, like Adobe Premiere to animate. Cause I don't even know how to use um, After Effects. Cause I'm just total like piece of garbage. You like refuses to like learn faster than like, I'm forced to like, if I know how to do something I'll just do my shitty workaround. But like, I'll go on like YouTube and try to like look up a tutorial to like how to like animate a bouncing ball. And they're like, well, if you want to animate a bouncing ball, like you should definitely use After Effects, you idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but have to do it in Premiere. Like this is how it could be done in like a shitty way. And then I'll watch the video and the guy will be like clicking all these buttons that I didn't even know existed that saved me hours. And I'm like, wow, why didn't I know that? For years I've been like doing this backwards and like in a second you can like learn all these tricks. So like I'm definitely like self-taught kind of like like I'm efficient at some things, but then at other things, I'm just like total garbage. Yeah, dude. I'm the same way, man. I've been self-teaching myself for years. It's weird because I started out with like, I, I, I kind of trans, I went backwards with software. I started out with like the most difficult shit and then ended up using the easiest shit. So like I started out with Cinema 4D and then I fucking went over and started fucking around with Houdini. 
And I was like, all right, this shit's way too hard. And then my computer crashed. And then I just was like, all right, all I have, all I can use now is Photoshop because can't render anymore. Can't do the 3D stuff. So yeah, then I just started using Photoshop. So I still have like all this random knowledge from when I first started out that I'm not using lately. But now since I've entered this space, it's like I'm kind of starting to like reuse reuse the, that shit that I learned in the past. And it's definitely helpful, man. So so when you're animating, are you doing frame by frame animations basically? Uh, it's all keyframing. Like, you know, like I like I have it, I, I make like the object that I want to have animated. Yep. And then I just like slide it around the screen. Yeah. So like if you look at if you look at my animations, nothing is like frame by frame. It's all just like flashing lights or like floating lanterns. So it's it's all just me just like automating little bits to move around. So like yep. the thing is though, is it still looks fucking dope. So it's like it's not it, like it almost yeah. like feels like that's how it's supposed to look. You know? Yeah. Like uh, like if you look at my um um the the piece called eternal flood from my first drop like i got like animated koi fish and like for that like i'd like i i drew like three different frames of a koi fish tail and then like then package them where it's like frame 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 and then i just then i just like keyframe that that like little tail wag all over the thing you know what i mean that's saying it's like it's really basic, but like, you know, if you're just using like, like opacity fades and like stuff, like you can really get away with some really cool shit. People get so like, and I'm sure you know this slime, people get so caught up in me. Like, what do you use? How do yeah. you do it? What do you use? What is this? Did you do this in this? Was this from there? It's like, no, dude, just like, just be creative with anything. Like you can, like you've shown that you could just be creative with a stack of magazines, right? Like you don't need the fucking craziest software to, to make good art, you know, like you could have the shittiest laptop that you paid $200 with, but somehow you cracked Photoshop off some sketchy website. <laughs> you have no money. And all of a sudden you're just starting out making art. Like that's kind of how it begins. You know, I, I've never done that, dude. I've never done that. I, I, I always paid for Photoshop from the very start. I never <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, this actually would apply to both of you because you've just seen it now. Internal support for artists to other artists. What are you collecting right now? Who are you looking at? Who, who are people that, um, I guess, that well, we saw them bidding on Alexi stuff tonight, huh? A little bid war? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, me oh, and yeah. Slime had a, had a, had a small, small bidding. Well, I don't know if you counted a war. He just came in his dad's battle. Me, but, you know, <laughs> I was hoping yeah. to go to 20. I was, but. I put in, um, I'm still waiting to, I'm trying to look to see if I won my um, silent auction bid. Do you know where to see this? Oh, I, I went, know, this which one? I feel like I take some the, the, the five, the edition of five left behind. I went for the 15. Yeah, I went for the edition of five. I, I just, I bid six grand. So I don't know if it went through or not. So I, I don't know. Number. I really hope I got yeah, it. I feel number. like I bid too low. What do, you think the, what do you think the low number is for the uh, one of 15? I think it's gonna be around five. That would be my guess. What did yeah. what, what what did you guys go in at? He's he's in at like two. I think I thought it was gonna be about three, but I guess went four. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Just in case, yeah, like, I feel I, bad if I missed out. Three is a fucking steal. It like is. for sure. Yeah. I think six will be a steal on the one of five, and and I hope I can get it. But we'll see. Yeah. So I I just fucking. Like, obviously this community is amazing and I want to support as many people as I can, but I literally just bought a house. And, <laughs> like I still like have to shit, shit ton of bills that I got to pay. 
So I'm hoping by my next job, like I'll have enough that I can just completely reinvest a fuck ton of it back into the community. And there's tons of people I'm looking at right now. You want to drive yeah, the price up before you buy? Go ahead and say who they are. I definitely want a G Monk at some point. Buy one from Larry. He's got two, I think. Three. Three. Uh, I got I got the G Monk open on his last drop. Yeah. But I kind of want to get one of his first drop because I, I kind of like that drop more. I know. I know. It's tough. I, yeah. All of his stuff, though, is so kind of like hypnotizing. Like, I just, like, stare at it. Uh, same thing with, with Fred, with the fuck render. Like, just could stare at, the, like, his work, those open editions. Um, actually, um, I noticed that a lot of the links on your page uh, go to, like, organ donor sites. And I was hoping maybe you had, like, did you have, like, a platform that you wanted to speak about that? Um, so, I went to the University of Guelph, and I was lucky enough to – so, I have a degree in human kinetics – and when I went to school, I got to do a full year human cadaver dissection program. And it was really sick. Like, it's a great way to learn about the human body by, by dissecting a full human yeah. bit by bit. And, and it was a really cool experience. I know those programs, like, you know, like the amount of people that get to learn that stuff and get to learn from the human body is largely dependent on how many cadaver donations they get. Hmm. So it's like it's not like a cause that is like necessarily the most crucial cause in the world, but it adds the, the value that it adds, like, like giving somebody that learning experience can like really like make them like a really interesting, like whether you become a physiotherapist or a doctor or an artist, it's a really like, it's so easy for somebody to donate their body to science. And it's something that like a lot of people don't do. So it's kind of just like, I just think it's kind of neat and it's kind of a cool thing to support like a, a cadaver donation program. Cause like, you know, you never like partly just likes just being like, kind of like, you know, kind of off the wall. Like people go to my page and they're like, wait, what? This is like a link to like sign up to donate my body when I die. Like, what is this? And I just kind of think like, I just think that's pretty cool. Like, Dude, it is. You know, I've always thought like burying a body in the ground is like kind of a weird thing unless it's like your religious belief or whatever. But like kind of pointless. It's a waste of space. If I mean, like, if someone else can use my body, oh, yeah. go for it. Dude. Well, and it's like, and I'm, like, organ donor. I'm pretty convinced that my consciousness will end when I die. But like, just in case, don't put me underground. <laughs> right? Yeah. That'd be the worst place to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would much rather see a bunch of squeamish law students like digging into my thorax, <laughs> <apparatus>, you know? <laughs> All right, go some um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, my anatomy knowledge is like, my words are terrible. I don't remember, I don't remember anything. That's not how my brain works, but I can like picture everything still. So that's really cool. Dude, I'd love to um, see a piece from you. Akira style, you know how detailed they have like all the yeah. body material in that movie? If you did like yeah, a dissected yeah. human with that sort of detail in your style would be unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really fun. You know, I really miss working with, with models because like a lot of my work pre pandemic, I would, I would shoot, uh, shoot models and work with them and do like cool stuff like that. And since the pandemic, like I just like haven't had access to any of my like friends that I do that kind of stuff with. So yeah, I, I'm really eager to kind of like get back out there and like start like working with some more like uh, humans. <laughs> amen i really can't wait till this covid shit's all over i think there's going to be like there's going to be so many like nft like meetups after this just between like oh, yeah. collectors and artists like all getting together like that's the cool thing about this space is like 
the collectors are literally just as important as the artists. Like without them, this, this space wouldn't exist. And without us, this space wouldn't exist. So it's kind of like this really cool relationship between the collectors and the artists. And like, they're both equally as important in making sure this space exists. Symbiotic. Yeah. It's a symbiotic relationship. Um, And yeah, I just can't wait to like meet up with all these people at some point, you know, like obviously like we've, like mad dog i've spoken to you like a few times through instagram and throughout my career and like we've never met in person like can't wait till the day that we're like chilling i definitely feel like i know like i've known you for so long though it's like i I, i'm very much like internet friends are real friends you know like like these are people i've actually like like, for a long time you know and it's like we've gone through a lot together and like it's crazy man like it's weird because this is what i said when i first got here is like everybody i know from fucking instagram is in this space now it's like yeah. everybody yeah. just came over here and we all know each other it's crazy yeah yeah it's always it, it's always funny when people like especially when like clients are like trying to like hire one of us like back, remember back in the client days slime oh my god <laughs> <laughs> back in the client days well, like, it's been like a couple it's weeks. so funny because like clients would like they would show like you know like they would show one of us like our buddies work and be like Hey, like, so can you make this? You mean like, you mean Fred? You want me to do Fred? Why don't you go hire Fred? <laughs> you know, like, well, Fred's busy. I'm like, oh, well, you want me to talk to him? Like, you're using his style. It's like so funny because like, they're like, wait, you guys all talk? And it's like, yeah, we all. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. So you're not doing any client work now, huh? Fuck, I have my dog ain't doing client work for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> I have one client piece that's that's a that's an overhang, but it's dope as fuck. And when I took it, I didn't take it for the money. Anyways, it wasn't, it wasn't for the money. It's like, um, you enjoyed it. It's like one of those like childhood like things where you're like, Oh, this would be cool if I could ever do that. Yeah. And so like, so I was like, so I got, I got that one left still. So I'm still working on that. But after that, man, like, I'm not going to do any collabs unless it's like exactly what I want to do. You know what I mean? So tell us about those collabs. Dude, we've seen a lot of, cool stuff on your page where I'm like, so how was it working with ASAP Rocky? How did that go down? Well, so that one was like, there wasn't a lot of like direct me and ASAP on that one. I was working with the have a good trip Netflix people. Oh, so that was awesome. I liked that series. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So that was through them. Um, Like ASAP, like they, they loved it. And like ASAP mob shared it and all that. And like, like, I know ASAP like likes the piece and all that. But that was done because so like pretty much it was it was just classic Instagram like yo what up because I I saw an ad for the have a good trip somewhere I don't know where and I just thought like I was like oh man I love drugs yeah who doesn't and like anytime somebody else is like talking drugs I just want to get in on the drug talk because like you know you're not doing drugs like go back to school man like get out of here. nerd so uh, there was no dare in canada i assume <laughs> yeah yeah no there was but you know <laughs> it didn't work there either then the rule is no needle drugs everybody just get that exactly that's yeah awesome. yeah no needle drugs and try not to put it up your nose that's that's the rule let's um, <laughs> stick to that anyway is it no pills yeah, no powder yeah, yeah, yeah from the ground yeah from the ground yeah yeah or a lab exactly lab. <laughs> yeah so, so i pretty much just went and I was just like, I just went on like, on like Google and was like, 
who's making this 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 Netflix movie have a good trip? Like, who's the producer? And it's this dude, Mike Rosenstein. And I just went and found him on Instagram. It was like, yo, Mike, like, this movie looks sick. My name is Mad Dog Jones. Can I, like, can I get involved in the art in any way? And he was just, like, right away, like, yo, man, I love your art. Um, you love drugs. I love drugs. Let's, let's do some <laughs> drug art. Oh, that's and awesome. so kind of, like, looked at the movie, and we were talking about it. And he's like, hey, man, I, I think you should make an ASAP piece. So, like... He ran it by them and, and they were down. And then like, that wasn't even a commission. I just, that was like, I just like, I just did it for fun because I thought it'd be fun. And yeah. And like Mike Rosenstein, it's just like, he's just such a nice dude, such a good dude. And like, like, it's not always even about the money. Like sometimes it's just about like finding a cool connection with somebody and like making cool art. And that ASAP piece, if you look at the details in that piece, it's maybe my most technical piece of artwork I've ever made. There's like, overlays of like rainbows going over like roadways with like floating like little things and all this shit and like the amount of color transitions that i did by hand like the amount of detailing in that piece is so insane and it's like so funny because like mike i'm sure you've dealt with this where like you work your fucking ass off on a particular piece and like put all this work into it and then like it just doesn't get the same amount of likes as like whatever other shit you put up. Yeah. And like, I remember that piece, like it, like it, it was fine. Like it got a good response, but in my mind, I was like, fuck you. This is the dopest shit. I've ever done. Like, <laughs> I fucking love that piece. I want to get it printed, like a big poster and put it on my wall. And I just, I just love that. that you got to mint it. And I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I only want to mint it. If, if ASAP is like, Down. is in on minting it. I don't want to just like mint it. Cause I made it. Yeah. So, so, you know, we'll see, we'll see, but yeah, no, it, it's a great piece. And like, you know, then like the other one that I fucking like just love doing was the run the jewels piece I did, which was just like a, a total dream. Cause I'm just like a huge run the jewels fan. And those guys are super cool. Like obviously killer Mike is just like an icon on so many levels, like a modern day, just like dude, just like doing crazy shit. And LP, like, they're just like, I, I was listening to Def Jux back in like the like late 90s, early 2000s, whatever that timeline would be, getting to work with LP and just like, like, it's so surreal, like, like getting like retweeted by LP being like, hey, love you, Mad Dog Jones. You're like, wait, what? LP just said what? You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, and, and like that piece, I, I had started developing the, the cityscape background for that piece before i i actually threw in the uh, run the jewels in the cadillac and um shout out to tim sassenti scassenti oh fuck i'm probably saying his name wrong who shot that album cover and so like we used a bunch of reference photos from the outtakes from that um from that album shoot so like we got like a unique shot from that for that piece so that that piece was definitely a collaboration with tim and his amazing photography but like I had made this background, I'm, I got to do something cool with this. Cause like, it was like starting to like come together in a really cool way. And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to use this. And then Tim hit me up and he's like, yo man, do you want to do a run the jewels piece? And I was just like, fuck yeah, this is it. And I remember, cause he gave me like a folder of a bunch of like images of the car. So I like went into Photoshop and like cut out my favorite one. And then there was just that moment where like, you just, you go and you like, Mike, you know this, like when you have a piece and you're like, will this like perspective wise, like fit into this piece? You know what I mean? And I remember like dragging the car in and it like, 
fit like instantly. And I was just like, fuck yeah, it's going to work. And I was like, so I was like, oh my God, I get to use this like amazing background that I've been like saving for the perfect mm-hmm. occasion. Hell and yeah. then like, I just like, flipped the car in and it was fucking perfect. Dude, that's the worst, man. The perspective lineups, like that's the yeah. bane of my existence. Getting two things to line up absolutely perfectly. Holy was this shit. a one yeah. take? And then, yeah, yeah. It was the first car I slid in. I loved it right away. <laughs> <laughs> I I do all kinds of like perspective mashups and like I just try to like pseudo break people's brains with perspective and buildings and structures and like I'm pretty fast and loose with my like things making sense so like like if you look too hard at a bunch of my pieces you'll be like well that's wrong like you know there's <laughs> all kinds of shit like that but yeah. like I don't get like for me as long as the composition feels cool I don't care if the perspective is like bananas, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, sure. I just wanted to like be an interesting composition, like back to that whole, that whole thing. So like when I when I look at your art, when I whenever I look at anybody's art, I'm always thinking like, okay, how did they do this? So are you like, do you kind of collage things similar to the way I do, but then like, you switch it up in yeah. Illustrator afterwards? Well, so no, like, no Illustrator. It's all Procreate. Really? Um, but yeah, are you, like, are you drawing? I, yeah, yeah, Ooh. yeah. There's no. It's all. It's all. Every line is is drawn, and every that's color awesome, is really. like color. Every color is like color dropped essentially. Wow, um, that's insane. Yeah, dude. So yeah, I thought so, for a while that you were using Illustrator. Like, um, no, there's no, there's, there's no Illustrator. Fuck Illustrator. Illustrator is fucking bullshit. People who like Illustrator are jerks. Damn, <laughs> procreate, um, Fuck, that's sick. Yeah. It's all procreate. I'm oh, I'm on record as like for shitting on Illustrator so much, man. I saw like some image trace style shit back in the day. Yeah. There was like tons of line work that was that was done, but now that you're saying it's all hand drawn, that fucking blows my mind. Yeah, no, you can't. For one thing, like the image trace, like the line thickness when they meet in corners, it always does this like little like kind yeah, of like, like fucking circular. Thing. Yeah, and I just I hate that. And it'll never make the right decisions. You know what I mean? Like the algorithm, like you can't, every little portion of the painting is kind of like its own little painting too. So you kind of have to be, you kind of have to be making the decisions all the time to make it really work. You need those sharp edges too. Yeah. Yeah. It's all hard edges. Yeah. It's all, um, all my black lines. Like I have a pen that I use. That's just like, it's, it's one thickness. And like that pen is only that thickness. So like all my black lines across all my work, are all the same and like it doesn't take there's zero taper in it so like you can't like you can't like do any like changes in that so that's that's that gives you like um a signature look to it throughout your all of your catalog yeah yeah, yeah dude that's i have way so much respect for you dude i can't believe you draw that shit it's <laughs> fucking wild yeah, it, takes, yeah. it takes a lot of a lot of a lot of weed and a lot of coffee man <laughs> I, bet, dude. I like them both yes that's the mix when are you dropping again uh undefined Undef- yeah taking a little breather gonna buy a lambo yeah, i i think like no i'm not gonna buy a lambo yo i would say just be smart with obviously you're a smart kid but like invest that shit man or do something smart with it i'm gonna buy i'm gonna buy four tons of kush <laughs> love it that's like a top probably top three thing i would do with it too yeah i, I got i got I, i'm lucky enough to have like like a, a really awesome manager and like a whole business management team 
and like I got my whole corporation set up and all that kind of stuff. Awesome, dude. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, I'm really happy for you, dude. Honestly, I I just Yo, want to say dude, that. Thanks, man. Yeah, you deserve yeah. it, dude. Oh, thanks, thanks. Uh, and you too, man. Like we're obviously both like doing crazy shit here, and you know it's like it's wild. Yeah, it's fucking wild. I had no idea this was coming. Like if you told me no, that this was gonna happen a year ago. I would have Yo, been like, what like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like before this, like I was making like four figure deals. Now, like, like there's collabs I'm turning down that like could be worth like seven figures. So like I, I in like three months, I went from like four figure deals to seven figure deals. Like that's like fucking like, that's unheard of, man. It's crazy, like, dude. And like, I think I was making like, you know, like I think I was making good money before this. Like, it's not even like, that's bad. Like, you know, like you're making thousands of bucks on a piece of art, you know what I mean? And like do a, one of those every couple of weeks, you know, like you're living healthy. Like I was, I was living fine, but now this is just like crazy. Yeah. It's fucking wild, dude. Well, it sounds like you're going to be well, pushed up and making some dope art. So <laughs> yeah. doing well, yeah, wow. it's not, that's not going to yeah. stop. Anytime it's just going to pump you up, man. Yeah. I, I'm sad. Cause I would have been fucking, just totally smoking weed for this whole interview, but I gotta go. I gotta go pick up something from a friend's house, like an outdoor pickup. <laughs> so I, I, I refuse to. Uh, I'm very responsible with my weed smoking and very, very, uh, very against any inebriated driving. So kids don't, <laughs> don't do any, uh, don't do anything dangerous and hopper uh, heavy machinery. That's that's a no no. I did. I, I did feel the urge to pass the blunt through the screen. It felt like you were trying to reach out for it. Um, I was I was a bit I was a bit pissed you didn't offer to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they can see me. Oh, they can. Yeah. How come we, you can see we oh, wait no slime <laughs> slime your video's been off the whole time. What your video's been off the whole time. <laughs> has, has it really? Yeah, no way. No way. Oh, what the fuck? My video's been off the whole time. <laughs> That's why I said slime. Sunday. What the fuck? <laughs> Crypto How do I girl dropping on? in. Thanks, uh, Devin. I just thought like, you were like, oh my God. I thought I was visible Dude. this whole time. Unbelievable. I was like, <laughs> man. Yeah. yeah. So we're all wearing gray sweaters, though. How about that? What? Gray sweater yeah. gang? What's going on? Sweater weather. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I, I assumed Mike was just working 14 hour days and just didn't want anybody to see him. Dude, I have been working 14 hour days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you had that whole time. With you the look camera. great. Dude, Devin, Devin comes in and she's like, She's like, can they see you right now? I'm like, yeah, they can see you. Amazing. Yeah, so she, so Devin just fucking quit her because of this space, quit her job, fucking threw in the towel at her lame ass bike company, and she's working for Slime <laughs> Sunday. Isn't that, that lame? But yeah, <laughs> I'm going to focus on like e-commerce and the website, getting new products up and stuff like that. Yeah, we're going to so, be running some we'll prints see. and shit. I'll do it for like a year. And if it doesn't work out, I'll just find something else. So. Hell yeah. It doesn't work out. <laughs> crazy. Hey, Mad Dog. I'm a huge fan, by the way. I've been following you for a long time. Oh, thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. I, uh, yeah, yeah congrats, on your, congrats on your last drop. That was amazing. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Like, I don't know. It's, it's <laughs> Seriously. I remember doing the math and it's not even my money. And I was like, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah, that was like, yeah, that's, that was the biggest fucking drop on Nifty Gateway. 
yeah. and two opens, yeah. like not counting into the auctions. Yeah, we were going fucking nuts. We were like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I, I was, yeah, I don't even know. It's fucking crazy, man. It's been so like funny and just kind of awkward. Like just like a bunch of my, like, kinda, you know, like your close friends, like that you like, that you talk to, but they don't like, they don't like follow what's up. And they're just yeah. like, hey man, how's it going? I'm like, oh man, like crazy. They're like, oh, you had that, you had that, that, that crypto thing how'd it go like i it went real well they're like oh cool like like how well i'm like real well and then just like and it keeps going that you're like you know you're eventually gonna have to tell them how much they're like so like how much did you make and you're like four point three million dollars like, <laughs> 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 yeah it's like it's so surreal man yeah. i don't even know that Beeple that. stuff, though, that's got to be good for the whole space, right? Six point yeah. six million. Yeah. Well, and oh, the yeah. Uh, yeah. the two week auction that started today, Christie's. Yeah, yeah like, Mad Dog. They might be coming to you next, dude. Fuck, let's go. I, I I sold that one piece for three hundred eighty eight grand. You know, like yeah, uh, that's yeah. fucking wild. Man. Who bought that? Uh, Triple Eight. Yep. That dude's that dude's a beast. Do you, did you yeah, get to talk to him by a chance? Yeah, yeah, I talked to him on the phone a bunch um he was it was so fucking like cute and awesome and just like endear like the dude like loves art like legitimately like he's not just like some dude who's like investing i called him right after he like won the auction and he's just like fuck yeah let's go and he was like so hyped and i was like yeah i love this like the energy was so high and like i was like up one night just like on nifty gateway and just exploring the set just because I was getting a bunch of like last stand of the nation state sales. So I was just like on nifty, just watching shit and eight triple eight comes in and is just like fucking scooping everything. Like he basically bought all of nifty gateway in like three hours. I was like, this is fucking wild. Yeah. I'm going to scoop the floor. Sweet guys. Well, um, yeah, it was fucking nice chatting. And, uh, I feel like I made, I made two new friends and I got to see, Mike for 15 minutes at the end. What a treat. <laughs> we'll do it again all on camera. I, 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 I thought you were just doing it um, totally on purpose. I know that you not, weren't trying to no, not everything. I just, I just thought like, oh, he's a, he's a big shot. He's a big shot. He doesn't want anybody else. I'm <laughs> <Slime> Sunday. <laughs> no, dude, honestly, it's, it said connect fucking computer audio. And I think I just clicked that and it didn't do the screen. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, dude, we'll do this more. Um, if we do, hopefully, I'll be we'll be able to throw a fucking drop party. Like whoever's, you know, anytime someone drops, we can do these things. It'll be fun. We'll all just get shit faced on Zoom and watch each other drop. <laughs> Mad dog moderator. All right, dog moderator. all right. Peace Thank out, guys. Y'all, uh, yeah, peace out. Love peace. you guys. Hello. Hey, Josh. How's it going? What's up, guys? I wear my sunglasses inside all the time. (laughs) Hell yeah, man. People give me shit for it all the time. They're like, why are you wearing your sunglasses? And I'm like, I need them to see, man. Yeah, well, it looks bright behind you, so it makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) So are you pumped about your drop on Monday? Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. I mean, it's like all the feelings, right? You know, it's kind of like there's there's a lot of people in the space that have been like have a lot of exposure already. And Adam's one of those people. And that's why I'm glad he's joining us. Like he's already dropped um nifty before and you know i'm i'm putting my stuff out there it's like you second guess every decision you're making um but you know i think uh i think it's gonna be good 
I'm pumped. You know, like I, I just, you kind of want to just fast forward through it, you know. Um, I can imagine to the other side. Oh, hello, hello, Adam. How are you? Yeah. What's up? We got Adam. Right. It's great to have both you guys on. Yeah. Um, we were just talking to Josh about um, you know pre-drop jitters and you know getting ready for Monday. I know you've already mm. been through it once, Adam. Um, you still feeling it yeah, on the twice, second actually. drop? Twice, so twice, yeah, third actually. drop. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, Nifty's like blown up now, so it's like it's not even comparable to the last two times, to be honest. So it's just ramping up the amount of uh, like uh, yeah. butterflies. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Like today, I was actually <laughs> able to finally like chill out a bit, but it's been it's been pretty tough. <laughs> Uh, one question I had for you guys, I saw um, for both of you that you sell um, classes to kind of show how you do your style and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that another just form of income or do you guys like really enjoy teaching other artists how to use those tools? I've actually only done oh. that once. I did a course on a site called CG Circuit. Uh, they approached me and uh, I, I wanted to like just give it a spin, see where it goes uh like income wise it's it's not really much to talk about uh but yeah. it was very like a uh, fun experience and like you because re you really gotta know your shit if you want to like teach people um so yeah yeah it was as a learning experience it was really good it's probably helpful to show someone else how to do it probably supplants your knowledge of the platform yeah too. totally yeah i mean i would just say like i i really enjoy teaching like i went back to school and got a master's degree because like that was the that was the career arc that I was, that I was planning on going on was to teach art, you know, at the, at, you know, at the college level, at the, in at the university level, that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> so, so I went straight for that. And, um, you know, there was just, there was a lot of stuff after I got my master's that like, I didn't really, uh, like about the teaching field. And I thought, you know, well, it'll always be there. I can do, you know, I can do motion design. I can do client work for a while. Um, and then when I started getting into doing personal art, people kept asking for tutorials. And so I started posting tutorials on YouTube first. People, the response to that was like incredible. People were like, oh my God, like, I don't even use cinema. I just like sitting here and listening to you. It's so calming. You're like Bob <laughs> Ross, of digital art, you know, <laughs> you know, hey, a that's a moniker. Here. You can live with that. <laughs> you know? And, and, and like, some people are like, you're going to, you're going to take that from this guy. I'm like, I take that as a compliment, you know, like yeah. I, I I grew up like watching the art of, or the joy of painting, you know, with Bob Ross and like thinking about how I could make, you know, those cool mountains like look so cool. Like he puts that, you know, he does one little brush stroke and the mountains covered in snow and it's like, whoa, you know, it's mind blowing. And like, so like watching somebody make art and learning how to make art, you know, I think is, is really cool. So, so after I did all the YouTube stuff, I was like, okay, you know, like I want to generate some passive income. So I started you know, recording tutorials and, and packaging them together with project files so that, um, you know, the students could look at the stuff and, and be able to take it apart and um, learn that way. And so I was selling resources and, uh, you know, and courses. And I love doing the teaching process. I just, uh, you know, it's so hard to find time to sit down for an hour and do a tutorial and plan it all out. But I want to still release more. And, you know, it's just this whole space has completely taken over you know, all, all of my, uh, all my free time. You know what I mean? I can imagine. Yeah. It's taken over ours as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're yeah. just, we're just collecting. So I can imagine if you're creating how, uh, how much time that does take. I was just gonna say, I know you mentioned cinema. Uh, is there any other 
programs you guys use? I know Adam uh, is into Houdini, right? And that's more of a technical math base. Just from what we learned from Slime Sunday, it sounds like he said he wasn't smart enough to use it. He said it's like a, a very technical uh, piece of software. Yeah, it's like the most, um, what do you call it? Like it's very granular. You can like really get down to like just pushing points around basically. That's what it is really all about. So yeah, it's 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 mega technical, but it's it also allows you to do basically whatever you can think of. So yeah, I've been really getting into it over like the past two, three years now. I wanted to ask you how long it took you to learn all that stuff in Houdini because like I sit down and try and make some clouds and like I can get through that much of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's difficult. I started in fall of 2018 and then I uh, did an internship at like sponsor like where Antagma is oh, shit, like yeah. they are part of, uh, of uh, or like that's where that's where they started Antagma basically uh, Manuel and Moritz and after that I took some I took a full-time job at another studio where I also used Houdini and that really like helped me along uh, and then just personal work whenever I have free time but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a lot to get your head around. But then like when it finally clicks, you kind of see the whole big picture. And like now I don't like I don't ever have to look up like tutorials or anything. Like I kind of I can like any problem I get, I can kind of approach in a way that I'll, I can I can logically find out how to solve it. And that kind of makes it your very, own that, that, as well. Right. Like yeah. If you were doing it sure. through a tutorial, then you're only doing it in that person's like method. But you kind of found your own lane. That's kind of a cool way to think about all those software programs, right? It's like you can look up how to do certain things, but if you just find out how to do it on your own, you might discover something new that you didn't know how to do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's sort of the beauty of tutorials is like I can look up a tutorial, you know, on how to do one particular texture or something. And in the course of watching, you know, a 20 minute walkthrough, I learned five other things that I wasn't even looking up, you know. Um, and I think that's, that's, what's cool about like sharing, you know, knowledge and tutorial, you know, in, in that format, because like when I sit down and record something, like I'm walking through the process of like teaching one particular thing, but I'll go through like five other things that, you know, and little presets that I have set up or like, oh, you, you know, you can use this shortcut key to do this and, and people pick up on that stuff. And like, that's, I mean, that's how I learned the most, you know, mm. um, you know, I think, and I think what you were saying, Adam, like learning on the job, like doing, working with um, Exponza, uh, which is like so dope. I'm like so jealous. <laughs> like that's, you know, learning on the job is, is even better because you're surrounded by people who have experience and, and you know, they can teach you little things, little tips and tricks that like you don't learn, you know, because everything's buried, you know, the interfaces are always so complicated. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, also what you mentioned about like tuto watching tutorials, like if I do watch something now, it's like it's not really for the content that's uh, like in the title, basically. It's like for all these little like uh, workflow tips and like these little things that, that you don't think about that are really like useful to pick up from other people. That's cool. It's like taking like the, um, I mean, how you guys learn and, um, you know, kind of parlaying it into teaching in, in, in kind of seamlessly, you know, um, helping you know others uh not just entertain them but give them some tangible knowledge um uh, based off pure experience it's always cool to see i was going to ask both of you guys how uh the collab came about and how you guys might have crossed paths oh well we're not actually collabing together but um oh same drop you know <laughs> yeah but we just have the same so, i i get yeah, so confused now because like no it's okay 
I, uh, I see the lineup and I'm like, oh, nice. that's a nice collab. And then they go, oh, <laughs> you should do, no, like, I think, give Trevor I think after this, it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah after this, we probably, uh, we should work on something together, you know, it'd be really cool yeah. to see, you know. I mean, you, honestly, if, if I had known that you, we were dropping together earlier, like it would have been super cool to make something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You see so uh, many collabs together. in, in yeah. stuff that like even, you know, obviously like the end of, end of last year and, and just kind of sneaky stuff. That's like, Oh, I didn't know those two were working together. My brain assumed that you were, but I guess <laughs> how, um, are there collabs out there that, that you guys have seen and, and really liked or, Anything that like stood out to you from the past or how do you feel about them in general? I guess if you could speak to that. No, I mean, I think, I think doing something with Adam would be, would be really cool. I mean, my, my work is, you know, very organic and, and very, um, you know, natural. Um, and I think a lot of Adam's work is very unnatural. And, <laughs> you know, I think there's a nice, it's, it's a nice way to compliment each other. I'm, I'm happy mm-hmm. that we're, that we're dropping alongside each other because, you know, he, he's sort of got this, um, you know, well, I don't want to speak to your work, you know, my, my work is, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally, you know, my, my work is like, you know, it's personal. Um, it's, it, it has a spiritual component to it. You know, it's has to do with, you know, the personal journey and, 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 um, you know, sort of this divine awareness and, um, you know, awakening and meditation. And, you know, so my, for me, you know, my daily art practice is basically, you know, sit and, and, and let the art, you know, come and, and be transformative and, and it's positive. It's uplifting, you know, like what, what my goal is, is to like, you know, put something out there that, that people are going to connect with, like on a deeper level, you know, that's not just a pretty picture. That's not just like a cool animation, you know, it, like I want people to, to be moved, you know, to, to feel something deeper, you know, when they look at my art and, and to have that, you know, sort of elevate their outlook on life, you know, so that like they can have a piece of art, you know, especially with this collecting is so cool. Like you can have that piece of art, you can hang it up and it can be a reminder to like, let it go, surrender, you know, stay present and stay in the moment, you know, let your worries uh, work themselves out. You know, that's sort of my, my philosophy. And that's what I put into my art. And, I'd like to hear what Adam has to say about his art, because I, I kind of feel like, you know, you're speaking to a completely different, um, you're, you're making art for a different reason, or maybe you're not. I, I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, that was very uh, beautifully put. And uh, I think you're succeeding in your oh, mission. Thank you. because, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. I mean, for one thing, my art a lot of the times comes from uh, like me wanting to solve uh, technical issue problems and it is like it is uh, the art is very technical in, in a lot of ways but I mean I always infuse myself into it and like things I think about and uh, how I'm feeling like I've always been drawn to the darker imagery I, I think I don't always also know exactly what I want to communicate like I have these like vague ideas like for example this collection like I can get like an, I can get very rambly I think if I go off on this I've had this idea of like how like <laughs> we we have this relationship with technology but it's like it's so crude in many ways like i think i thought about this when i was like at an airport or something and i was trying to use like a self-check-in machine or something and it's like basically not working They're like it's it, you have to get like an, uh, a help or something like and we can't even get that to work yeah. like we have all this technology <laughs> but the way we interface with it is so it's, it's so primitive and and 
also we have this like we we do have this desire that's also like you can see that in the in the crypto and in the NFT space, like that we we really do want we want this connection and we want to be able to interface with this technology, and like we're creating this art now that's that purely exists in the digital space, but we are these very physical fleshy beings and i mean i think those are the kind of the ideas i want to get into this collection but i mean it is like it's 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 vague and i kind of want it to be vague as well yeah with both yeah. of those descriptions it would be fun trying to see you guys come up with a collab <laughs> that meets both of those goals i was trying to i was like actually curious to what it was going to be because just um i i think adam i, I remember stumbling on your stuff on super rare and um, I was like, ooh, can I, let me see if I can snag one of these. And uh, at the time, I, a little out of the price range, but it something just drew me to it because it's kind of, you know, um, sci-fi surrealism type like, of. I don't know. I just, I like how things just snap together. It's, it's satisfying the way things look in it. Yeah. It's hard to describe. And I think that's a lot of art. You know, it just has, it gives you a feeling. And sometimes that feeling can't be put into words. And that's, mm. that's, why you make yeah, the art yeah yes exactly exactly that's exactly what i wanted to say and that, like that's why you make art like because you kind of want to visualize things that you can't uh, uh visualize with words or format with words for like that cross platform what's your guys opinions on uh and what's your ideas on moving across like a you know from a nifty to a makers to a super rare and i guess just any any take on sub markets and other other platforms well i mean i'm only on super rare and nifty right now and i'm pretty content with that to be honest like i don't like what i do takes ages to do so i don't really have that much output to <laughs> put on a lot of platforms that's yeah. my main issue but i mean i, I think they're uh, makerspace is making big moves now that's very interesting i like known origin like i like the the, the, the vibe of the platform uh async art async <laughs> uh, is also um also a very cool feature and I like the, with the, with the layers, with the programmable layers. It's it, that's fun for the collectors. I think to jump around to the different markets and maybe discover someone who um, hasn't got the following that, you know, is required to get on some of these larger platforms yet. Mm. Also a balance between um, uh, content output and keeping up with either, you know, a pace that you want to, you know, keep a relatively exclusive type of profile or, or yeah. if you're prolific and want to just drop them all the time. Or if they just take a long time and you're using Houdini and you actually have to <laughs> <laughs> put, put in the man hours. Yeah, I'm going to get some interns next. <laughs> there you yeah, go. Exactly. Yes. Or just some robots. You can probably have yeah. some robots at this point. Yeah. yeah. Just to answer your question, I, I'm only on Super Rare and I'm not yet on Nifty, but I will be on yeah. Monday, obviously. I have a couple pieces up on Super Rare, and so far I've, I've liked it. I have a foundation account, um, but I haven't posted anything yet to that. And and it's interesting what you guys were saying about you know the difference between someone who makes a ton of content and someone who makes a very small amount of content. And I think like it's really cool what's happening with with NFTs and Twitter and you know and all these all these spaces that are putting out NFTs in you know, the the platforms because there's a lot of artists that are not a lot of artists who spend a week or two weeks on one piece, you know, yeah. those people like Adam, like are dope artists and they just don't get the recognition because, you know, a guy like, and this was sort of like a paradigm that was set by people, which is like, he was releasing every day. And, yep. you know, and that, that had became, you know, kind of the standard. And so if you're releasing every day on Instagram, you're going to eventually build a following 
just the nature of the beast, you know, Instagram favors that, you know, I didn't necessarily think that was fair. Like I, I was just putting my art out there and, you know, I compared to some other artists, you know, I, I guess my following is sort of in the middle somewhere, but, you know, I felt like just dropping every day is, you know, gave me an, an advantage, but I don't necessarily think it's a fair advantage, you know, because like, that's the way I like to work. You know, I like to, I like to um, do it as a daily practice, you know, whereas it's what you feel that day. Right. So it's more like exactly, exactly. capture that day in the art. Right. I mean, it's, it's just that it, you know, it's just that it's favored, you know, that's sort of the, the people paradigm and like, you know, to just get more eyes, you know, cause I'm put, producing more work, you know, cause there's such a sea of, you know, such a sea of content out there and you have to like, you know, you have to get yourself noticed some, somehow and being prolific is, is a way to get noticed. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny how many ways you can get noticed We were talking um, with mad dog and, and, uh, Mike the other night. And he was just like, yeah, I, I found you because you always had like the most absurd comment on someone's, uh, Instagram page. So like just simply finding someone by liking their comment and being like the top comment on a page, yeah. like at a time when yeah. that was a thing. Um, yeah, that you know, was a way to kind of stand out. And, you know, it, I think it comes naturally in most people. And especially at this point, it's um, so many ways to create your own path all the way around. Uh, the art always speaks for itself, in my opinion. And if you're looking, you'll find what you like. I, I'm still coming to grips with the fact that you guys aren't having a collab. And now, <laughs> and now, and now we're going to have to spread it across two guys. what do you guys think of, or what's your, um, I know the nifty team will like kind of collaborate with you on like structure and stuff. And we won't, this won't be out until uh, I'm assuming the stuff will be announced, but what was your kind of opinion on working with them and kind of structuring, you know, how you piece together your content and what's released. Uh, so I was working with, uh, Matthew nifty times on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think he did a great job, uh, like really took care of it. I, I felt like, I felt like I was given a, a, a really good amount of attention. Uh, we had like two, uh, calls, uh, and the first one, we just touched base, uh, cause I wasn't fully done yet with everything. And, uh, just like sharing some loose thoughts, writing down some, some things for the next uh, meeting. Uh, then when we had a second one, we like nailed everything down, uh, pricing structure, which pieces will be sold as what. Uh, and so, and now he's like, yeah, he's been super helpful. Uh, now we're preparing like all the promo stuff as well. Nice. Yeah, I found the Nifty team to be really responsive and, and really uh, professional, um, especially Tommy, um, who first reached yeah, out to a, me. He's a boss. Um, he's just a rock star, man. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know how he finds the time to do all the things he does. He's a great dude, but I was mostly working with him and then with Ashley. Ashley's been great. Um, she's just helped me uh, a lot with marketing and a lot with, um, you know, helping me. You know, she... What's funny is she, uh, when I, when I talked to her, I didn't even have a Twitter and she said, you know, you need to get on, uh, you need to get on Twitter and start, um, you know, um, we've seen that a lot with Instagram guys who are now Mm -hmm. Twitter and building that base (laughs) necessary evil. I assume it's easy and I don't want to speak for you guys, but in, I'm assuming that they kind of let you or any artist just like, they're not, if you're working for a client, you're working with them on content. Um, I'm assuming you're working with them and they're obviously accepting what you're working on and then it's yours. So that layer of like instruction or guidance, it's really kind of in your hands, which I would assume is kind of invaluable for an artist. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thrilled that I like get to like work several months on like some crazy body horror stuff and like make it into a proper project like it's i mean i'm super thankful for that wouldn't happen with a client yeah it's it's i feel incredibly grateful that you know i i get to just you know make what i love to make and and that people are like we want this you know because you know these platforms are they're amazing what they're doing how they're helping artists you know they're also, you know, that it's also their business, you know, and, and so it's an honor for them to see the value of my work, you know, beyond just, we want to put this in front of people because it's cool. You know, we want to put this in front of people because it's valuable. You know, that's, that's, I find that, I find that very honoring, you know, um, you know, I think I'm really grateful for that because like, you know, no matter what, if I never had an Instagram following, if I never had people seeing my work, I'd still be doing what I'm doing. And I think yeah. Adam, uh, would agree with that, you know, like, mm. yeah, I'd still have to keep my day job, um, you know, and, and that's what I've been doing for the last six years, you know, I've just been making art and, you know, <laughs> um, you know, working a day job and, and I've been perfectly happy with it, you know, have a lot of other things in my life. And so this is all just a bonus, you know, like, I think that's, what's cool about, you know, a lot of the artists you see that are blowing up right now is most of them are just, you know, I'd be doing this, <laughs> you yep. know, one way yep. or the other. And so yeah. we're just grateful that people are able to, you know, I'm grateful for the technology, you know, that's, that lets, you know, uh, the value in a way be stored um, in a unique um, digital asset that, you know, that someone can own um, because obviously without that technology, it's just JPEGs on the internet and, yeah. you know, it's, <laughs> you know, like a screenshot, a free for all, right. Yeah, so all, you know? who told you guys about NFTs? We'd love to hear those stories from artists. Like the first time you hear about it, it's gotta be like, what is this all about? So for me, it was a uh, real imposter, uh, Stephen Balte. I hope I'm pronouncing the last name. Right. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. I I've seen that yeah. person on Nifty before. Yeah. Uh, so I saw, him um him him uh, like uh, in his stories he was like uh posting like that he's selling his art and i think it was back in uh, in october yeah and i was like <laughs> totally confused and i started messaging him like and he explained to me about nifty and then i got into contact with uh tommy i just dm tommy on <laughs> on instagram uh, and that's how i got in there and then alessio Deveshi also helped me a lot yep yep uh, got me to or like, like he helped me with a lot of the back and forth and like on which platforms to apply. Uh, was yeah. It's so great to see the artists just helping each other out and supporting each other, buying each other's art. Um, it's just a great community to see and be a part of. Um, even if we're on the periphery, I mean, it's, it's a great ride for sure. But Josh, how did you um, learn about NFTs? Actually, it was from Tommy. Um, he he just emailed me i guess someone uh in in the nifty company saw my stuff or was a fan and 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 floated my name out there and so he reached out to me and he said you know in his email which i think was like mid-november he said you know we're we're this platform we're doing this thing um we just did a drop with people or we're doing a drop with people and i was like oh okay there's people's involved sounds like a cool thing and then i said <laughs> i really didn't know anything about it and like I'm embarrassed to say this, but like, I, I totally like flaked on their first meeting. <laughs> like my first meeting with Tommy, I was just, <laughs> like, I didn't flake. I just forgot, you know, I was, I, 
I forgot. And then like, I looked at my calendar and I was like, Oh, I had that meeting today. And then we rescheduled. And like today I'm like, Oh my God, I would like, I would like <laughs> be kicking myself so hard if, if, <laughs> if I had, uh, you know, if we hadn't been able to reschedule that meeting, I'm just so happy that they reached out um, because like, you know, it's, it's such an incredible opportunity to put my art in front of so many more eyes, you know, it's just expanded. And I think it's good because I think like Instagram is kind of declining in its audience and mm. um you know, I'm glad I'm branching out on Twitter. I'm glad like people are seeing my art in other places. But yeah, as soon as that happened, I I reached out to Zach at Super Rare, and and he was like, "Yeah, hop on here." And I started um, minting some stuff and yep. getting more involved in it. You know, just had a busy couple of months with work, and then I guess mid early February, I got uh, I freed up, and and then I got really deep into it. So really, I've only been like focused on the space for the last month yeah i mean we i got in in november and i think larry might have started in october yeah. so right around when you guys were finding out about it and it's actually cool that nifty gateway i think they have a job opening right now for another like talent scout i don't know what they're actually calling it but someone else to help tommy and i think it's only gonna bring more artists to the platform and if they yeah. keep dropping at the pace they're doing you know multiple artists every day and doing it every single day. We remember when, you know, there might be two drops in a week. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys think about them keeping up with that pace and like how, how fast can this platform really move with the infrastructure that I guess it, it has right now? It's no, hard. I mean, cause I've, I've been thinking about it myself as well. I mean, it seems crazy, but I mean, who knows? I mean, it's a totally new market opening up. So exactly. It's yeah. From November to what a week and a half ago. Uh, two weeks ago. And what was the user base jump? What was the reasoning behind that? We thought. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I know, but there was some crazy activity in the last couple of weeks in Nifty Gateway. Yeah. We've all seen yeah. it. Yeah. And we're anticipating another large user base jump with the Grimes drop on Sunday. And you mm, guys true, are going to be catching true. that wave mm. right there on Monday. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it could be absolutely amazing. You guys might be floored by what happens on Monday. <laughs> mm. I hope so. I hope. I, I was saying, I hope that uh, I hope the grime stop drop doesn't crash the site permanently. <laughs> it would no, not <laughs> permanently. It's gonna be so it's, huge. If Elon Musk uh, tweets anything about an NFT, we might be in trouble. But. Yeah, yeah. He will. No, yeah. I bet it's no. gonna happen. It, it's inevitable. It'll crash for at least ten seconds, but it'll be back up. <laughs> yeah, can't help it. I mean, just to answer your question about like what is the sustainability of this going forward? Like, I I don't know the answer to that either. But like, I think it is. I think Adam made a good point. Like it's, it's an entirely new marketplace. And like when you have a new marketplace and there's, and there's opportunity, there's investment opportunity. It's like, um, you know, it's, it's like a lightning rod, right? Because, you know, people are seeing like, Oh, guy bought a $1 people piece and sold it for a hundred thousand dollars. Like <laughs> I want, I want a hundred thousand dollars. Like, so I don't care who you are. I don't care if you know about art, like, you know, that kind of percentage increase. It's like, and yeah. this is legal. You can yeah. do this legally. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, it's like a lightning rod. So, um, you know, so I think the money's, you know, the money's going to continue to come in. And like, I think what's really beautiful about it, I was thinking about this the other day is like the, the reason there was like such an explosion in the art world, like during the Renaissance was because like suddenly people were spending money on art, <laughs> you know, 
wealthy merchants and like the catholic church were like pumping money into artists and like what resulted was like like it wasn't like there was an explosion of incredible artists it was like there was an explosion of money for art you know i think the world is always full of you know at any given time it's always full of amazing artists you know right we just have to like do other jobs because you have have to value you know once there's value attached to it right right so i think it's a really beautiful thing that's happening you know like Mm. it's a great artist getting paid for it you know artists making money like you you know let's go like we're you know we're like let's paint you know let's draw (laughs) let's make 3d stuff like (laughs) we're all over it you know yeah yeah i love it it's, it's sort of a digital renaissance you know yeah mm. and there hasn't really been any like patronage like that for like for yeah, since the renaissance i suppose i mean mm-hmm. i mean i think the only comparison is like the 20s like like around that era like before the great depression like there was a lot of there was a lot of big money in like mm. you know the you know the oil barons and the you know the barons of the united states patronizing the arts and then you and in that time you had like dada and you had you know just a lot of there was a lot of you know, the, the tail end of abstract expressionism and, you know, cubism and Picasso and like just huge collectors like happening, and, you know, and, and then it sort of tailed off after that. And, you know, it's been, it's been a sustained, you know, sort of decline, I think, since like, you know, Jackson Pollock in the fifties and, you know, uh, on through to today where it's like, where it's become this sort of like sterilized walled off elite club of, you know, just people that you know they're they're holding all the keys and basically impossible for art artists to make art for themselves you know mm-hmm. that's the best part about the digital marketplaces now because we're just two regular normal collectors and we're rubbing elbows with early crypto adopters hedge fund managers like sneaker heads that are in it for flipping you know i mean there's a lot of different communities within the collector sphere and it's it's cool that i parallel it to the gamestop situation with the stocks where it's like the little guy gets to stand up for a minute against you know the gatekeepers and you know have a have a say in the space and i think that's really cool mm, absolutely this has been great guys i don't really have anything else to go over and i'm really pumped <laughs> about you guys killing it on monday actually if you guys want to describe your drops you know so i have five pieces that i'm dropping on monday they're going to be uh it's five open editions uh, for five minutes for 500 so it's me five 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 i like that <laughs> domino then, um, then you get to find out one topping what people like the best yeah there's um, no value difference between them monetarily yeah i i i thought about it a number of different ways and you know i worked with ashley on the pricing and uh she was really helpful you know i think this works because you know everybody gets to get their favorite piece you know um, yeah. there's, there's no there's there's not there's not a um you know uh, a, a a whale section and a regular joe section you know it's like everybody's getting their own piece and i think that's cool like uh, that's what i was going to say about you know having stuff on different platforms like it's kind of nice that like everything that's on nifty for me is open you know mm-hmm. and and like and then the other platforms you know i'll have one of ones and stuff so i like that um that's what I'm dropping. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I really appreciate your guys uh, having me on to talk. Definitely. Portals. Grab it on Monday. <laughs> Portals. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing free opens, four silence, and two open auctions. Nice. All right. And what's the, uh, what's the collection called? La- uh, last Thought. 
the opens are also at the like the same uh, they're they're a bit higher than Josh's, but they're at the, all at the same price. So that's also going to be interesting to see which one goes. Right, most. right. Well, I, like it. I hope to be able to sell something this weekend so I can invest back in you guys because <laughs> yeah. that's just how it goes yeah. right now with a tight budget. Mm. <laughs> but it's been great speaking with you both. You know, let your artist friends know if they want a place to just talk about NFTs, this new growing space. I'm not a huge fan of Clubhouse. I don't like the whole conference call thing and you can't listen at your leisure. So I'm more of a, an old school podcast. I don't know how old school that is at this point, but this is a better format yeah. for me. Yeah, we got two clubhouses coming up actually together. Nice. And yeah, I'm very nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of agree. You know, I think it's it's tough when it's a free-for-all like that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. No problem. Yeah, good luck, so Monday, guys. Yeah, good luck, guys. Don't be nervous. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thank, thank you. Appreciate it. Bye, guys. Thanks again. Bye-bye.